You are listening to Conversations with Akila. Hello, hello, hello there. How all of y'all doing? Welcome back to Conversations with Akila. Thank you for listening because you know I have a lot to say. Okay. Woo. What a week this has been. Um, I only have good things to say about it, which is, you know, a good thing I'm assuming. <laughs> um, I had over the course maybe of the last two weeks for this recording, maybe, I've had the opportunity to interview Pamela Madsen. If you get to this recording first and you uh, have not listened to the Pamela Madsen interview, please, 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 please do yourself a favor and go listen to that. That was an amazing interview. I've gotten so much good feedback from that interview. I've gotten a lot of questions, a lot of challenges, meaning, you know, is this something that I could do? Is this something I should consider? Or I've heard from others, I could never do something like this because of X, Y, and Z. That's what this is about for me, at least having the conversation. If I really had to hone down on why I am deciding to talk about these taboo things and sex and all of these intersectional things that go on in our lives or things that I feel as if should have been discussed with me growing up in the community from which I came, that is it right there. I think there is such a misunderstanding of questioning. Sometimes if you question something, uh, especially in my world, you were looked upon as disobedient. You were looked upon as a a rebellious person if you just wanted to know why and um i'm here to come crashing that that down amen i want to talk about it i want to create a space to have the conversation yes i believe we can respectfully agree to disagree i 100 believe that um i'm not coming into this shape or fashion expecting anyone to agree with me um you can challenge me that's fine uh i'm sure there's plenty who will probably feel my god akila how can you even dare talk about these things how how could you uh i feel like not talking about it has gotten my community particularly the afro-caribbean african-american black community whatever um tag tag name you want to give it it has gotten us to this point because we just won't talk about it. We will not talk about these things that plague our community, these things that our children, that we ourselves are questioning and curious about without the fear of judgment. And without that, there's gonna be no change. Just a quick thing, you know, as a coach, I work full-time as a coach in my real life, my off-screen life. Um, and a lot of what I do is creating a space for change without judgment. And as much as what I do is not therapy, no, I don't want to know what big mama did and why you are this way. Sometimes that will come up, but my practice is very much present and focus driven. Um, But I do believe in honoring the emotion. And when we talking about emotions, you do need to create a space where people do not feel judged. Okay. Because they will clam up on you and not tell you nothing. And when I think about making that reference to the world in which I come from, a lot of people would say, yeah, 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 you could talk to me, but I don't think they were even ready for the level of questions that many of us had. So this is my way again of creating this opportunity, this space right now I'm focusing on sex and I'm sure that's gonna branch out into other topics or what have you. And I think with me talking about sex, I'm talking about like patriarchy and, um 
the oppression of black people, which has plagued, which now turns into the oppression in my church or in our churches that, you know, that systemic stuff that we deal with. And um, it's all connected, believe it or not, it is. But so that was my little, my little gist. Yes, I spoke to Pamela Madsen, my, my roundabout way telling you, I spoke to Pamela Madsen, that was, whoa. Also, that same week, I had the opportunity to sit down with um, author Habib, author historian, sexologist, blah, 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 Habib Akande. That was a phenomenal um, interview with him, conversation with him. It was on IG Live. You can go to his page. Uh, I will tag him in this post and you can go over there and watch it, take notes. Um, yeah, definitely get with that. I also had the pleasure. <laughs> You'll hear me. Uh, he mentioned some books in that live that, you know, you really should go buy. Well, mm -hmm, she, me, her went and bought three of them. I have a lot more to buy, but I'm going to start with these three. And I'm really intrigued by what I've seen so far. Like, okay, there's a, there's people out here talking about this stuff. It's just not well known. So let's make it well known. Okay. Let's make it well known. Let's make it, let's take the sting out of these taboo topics. Let's take the sting out of sexuality and having that conversation. Let's take the sting out of talking about things that make us uncomfortable. Ooh, 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 ooh. Anyway, so if you are following me over at on Instagram, where my tag name is at Akila Peinado, it's really easy. Please go ahead and go follow me over there. While you're at it, please be sure to share and rate this episode with everyone you know. I started this campaign, 2,000 downloads by December 2022. I really, really, really want to grow this platform. I really want to, you know, have people to talk to and not just be talking to myself like this. Um, I really desire that in this arena. So help a sister, help a sister, help a sister. Your love is greatly appreciated. So the book I'm currently reading right now is by Kelly Brown Douglas, who is, let me read her, her bio. Kelly Brown Douglas, where is it? Oh, they, they tripping. It's not even back here. Okay, well, Kelly Brown Douglas is a um, author and she's a theologian and it looks like she's a minister from what I can read because what I'm going to do with you, I'm going to go through this book, maybe in part. So I like how she broke it down. She broke it down into part one, which is the roots of, oh, sorry, the name of the book is Sexuality in the Black Church, sorry, um, A Womanist Perspective by Kelly Brown Douglas. And she breaks this book down, of course, introduction, which is what I'm going to be discussing with you today. And then she goes into part one, the roots of black theology silence. <laughs> part two, the impact of the white cultural attack. And then part three, a theology of black sexuality. Wow. I mean, I read the introduction and was like, okay, girlfriend ain't come to play. She didn't come here to play with anyone. She didn't come here to sugarcoat none of these words. She came here to talk her talk and, and be like, I said what I said. That's exactly what I got from this book. Um, she is from the church world. It is pretty evident. <laughs> she is from the church world and she's writing, believe it or not, from that perspective, but a more broader perspective. And I love that. There are some things that I have underlined, but I want to, I want to touch on First and for, first, last and foremost, a lot of closed-mindedness 
um, plagues us. Let's just keep it real. Let's just keep it 100. A lot of things don't really bother us as much as we think it does, but because it's what bothers everyone else, we kind of tend to fall into that level of thinking. When, if you were to really search deep down inside, do you really care? Do you? Does it really bother you what other people are doing? Or do you just care about that because other people say you should care? And I want you to keep that in mind as we talk about this book, because again, we're talking about the church. There's going to be some topics, some sex phrases, some words that trigger people like homosexuality. Oh, that's a big trigger. Um, Womanist feminism. Funny enough, those words trigger people. Okay, they do. They trigger people. So I'm just putting that disclaimer out here that it's cool if you're not open to it. It's cool if you don't want to talk about it. I fully respect and understand that. Um, But maybe it is time for you to let down the guard a little bit. No one is telling you to change your beliefs. I don't even think that's what I'm encouraging because y'all know where I come from. If you don't know where I come from, you need to ask somebody. I'm a big part of the church world, you know, not, I'm not important in the church world, but my life revolves around it. You know what I mean? So this is not me bashing my church for anybody out there who's concerned about that. This is about me bringing um, things to the surface that I felt as if could have been dealt with differently, but people can only deal with things at their level of understanding. That's not a cliche phrase. We all know that. Um, So I'm not going to wrong my forefathers and my foremothers and those who came before me for not being able to have this conversation that I'm getting ready to start with with this book officially, because maybe they just didn't know how to. Let's keep it real. Maybe they just didn't know. Maybe like what I said in my interview with Habiba Kande, sex was dirty to them because it was dirty. It was not introduced to them in a pleasant way. It was not introduced to them in a nice way. It was not introduced to them in a loving way. A lot of people associated having sex with going to hell. And believe it or not, it even that that ideology even followed some people into marriage because they were so rigid, like turning that part off of themselves like you know not even honoring the fact that they have sexual desire that when they are now supposed to have sexual desire they're looking at this other person like yeah i don't know about all of that now this is me just keeping it 100 this is what's going on it may not be happening to everyone but it has happened so again if you don't want to have an open mind if you are ready to curse me out my skin is thick it's tanned and leathered i i can take it you want to challenge me let's go um, hell, I even bring you on the podcast to challenge me openly. Ah, please come. I love it. Um, as long as it's done respectfully and with grace, as I will try my best to always have these conversations because I do believe it should be done with class because this is not meant to be or intended to be sleazy or um, for ratings or anything like that. This is definitely to be conversational and informational and educational. Um, I want this to be a learning experience, an enjoyable learning experience. Hallelujah. That's what I want. Um, I want when I'm talking about these things, you don't feel dirty talking about it. So let's hit it. The first part I, my pen landed on page three, um, of the book. So clearly I got, I opened up the book and was like, yeah, this is, this is serious. Let me put on my glasses. It reads one day in the middle of a lecture when I was addressing homophobia in a relatively safe, and she has safe in quotation manner, 
by making parallels between it and racism, I was struck by something deep within me that said I had to say more than that. For the sake of Lloyd, if you read the introduction, Lloyd is her friend. Um, I believe he was a homosexual. If I'm saying this wrong, Kelly, please forgive me. But I believe he was a homosexual who died from AIDS and was ridiculed for that. And others like him, I had to broaden my theological discussion. I was urged to move beyond the glib responses to homophobia, heterosexism, and to discern the complexity of his existence in the black community. I was compelled toward a deeper discussion of the black of black sexuality. I knew that somehow if I was going to make a difference of any to make a difference in combating homophobia in the black community, I had to understand the intricacies of what made the issue so potent and intractable. I had to know more about black sexuality. It was then I felt the call of God. What I wondered might be a call, might be God of Jesus Christ be saying to me, black female, a womanist theologian and the rest of the black community about matters of sexuality, especially that of black women and men. I hope I read that right. It is with these concerns that I have come to this particular theological discourse. It is a discussion that began with a theological challenge from a colleague and became more of an urgent result of a personal journey with my friend and cousins. Oh, I think that's how it all starts. Um, for me, I know that's in my personal life. Um, I don't really have the opportunity to have these types of conversations. And I think that's what brought up the desire to want to talk about it. Like, why are we not talking about it? Um, so I can kind of theorize and sympathize and empathize with her there. Um, backtracking a little bit in the introduction, she talks about, it looks like she um, was pastoring or being a minister during the time of when the AIDS HIV pandemic epidemic was really um, rampant in our society. And she talks about how she was doing a lot of funerals and how difficult it was for her to do that because she felt like everyone who died from that um, infection, that STD was really, really, really ridiculed. And that was just all they boiled down to, a person who died from AIDS or HIV. And they were so much more than that. And she was just, and that's why she brings up Lloyd and she's like, I can't just have him zero down to that. He was much more than that um, to me. He was much more than that to our friends and it's bigger than that. So that's where that um, comes from. She also goes on to talk about on page five, what this book represents. Now I'm just doing an introduction. Like I said, I'm gonna go deeper once we go to different parts. I am praying and hoping that I can find Kelly Brown Douglas because I would definitely love to have an on-air conversation with her about a lot of these things. Excuse me, because you guys know my, my, my sinuses always decide to act upon me whenever I'm recording. Um, this book on page five, it says, on page five, it says, this book represents my efforts to fill that void. Its purpose is threefold. I like this. To un number one, to understand why sexuality 
in general has been a taboo subject for the black church and community. Number two, to advance womanist discourse on black sexuality. And number three, to promote the kind of theological discourse and analysis that might nurture healthier attitudes and behaviors towards sexually related concerns within the black church and community, especially concerns about homophobia and heterosexism. Of course, I will be speaking more to the heterosexism because I do not feel as if I have enough knowledge to ever discourse, um, to ever discuss um, homophobia. And I would not want to do that community any injustice or disservice by um, not being able to give empirical evidence or clear and concise verbiage to their plight. So of course, I will be sticking solely to being to the heterosexual demographic only for that purpose. It starts by trying to understand the social historical, oh, that, that's my thing right there. You guys know I love history. Context that has shaped Black people's response to sexuality. I mean, that is the crux of all of this. I'm going to read that again. It starts by trying to understand the social historical context that has shaped Black people's response to sexuality. Listen. We will not understand why we are where we are today if we do not decide to take a step back and figure out how we got here. And a lot of what the black community, I'm gonna stop right here. There's more things I wanna talk about. But a lot of what the black community has gone through in the last 600 years, <laughs> you know, has definitely gotten us to where we are, especially in this country. You know, I don't need to talk about the slave trade and all that other stuff. I mean, the last hundred years of this country, racism was still very, very prevalent. Oppression, classism, still very, very prevalent. You know, I was just talking to one of my clients about how it was just in the last century, within the last century, just about, I think I'm hitting the cusp of it, women got the right to vote. Ugh, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, voter suppression is real. That's another topic for another time. But a lot of what black people are facing today is very current historically current let me say that when you are reading about dr martin luther king some of us have grandparents that would be his age right now when you are reading about malcolm x same person um a lot of the things that have um, you know the emmett till movie is getting ready to come out there are people still living until this day who can remember that event and what it was like this is very real and how we view ourselves sexually and how we look at you know who we are and what lens we view ourselves through uh, that 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 racism classism oppression has a lot to do with that um so definitely discussing the historical component to why we are the way we are and why we are afraid to have the conversations we want to have and why we may not be as embracing to these serious topics as we should be starts with our history so I think that's important to bring out. She also goes on to say, fundamental, ding, 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 to appreciating the arguments about black sexuality made throughout this text is an accurate and comprehensive definition of sexuality. Yes, you cannot define, you cannot talk about sexuality if we're not defining the, if we're not defining the term in a meaning where we can understand it. Christian ethicist James Nelson provides a definition that will be operative throughout this book. 
He accurately clarifies that sexuality is more than what we do with our genitals. Sexuality is not synonymous with sex. You know that stopped me dead in my tracks when I read that. I said, I'm sorry? Sexuality is not synonymous with sex. You know I got to go look this man up to go read deeper into that. Like, whoa, where did that come from? Rather, while sexuality is not the whole of who we are as human beings, it is basic to who we are. It is basic. It compels our emotional, affective, sensual, and spiritual relationships. Sexuality does not determine all our feelings, thoughts, and interactions, but it certainly permeates and affects them. Sexuality involves our self-understanding and our way of relating in the world as women and men. Nelson captures sexuality best when he says, and she goes on to quote him. I got to find out where she's quoting him from. Sexuality is a sign, a symbol, and a means of our call to communication and communion. This is the most apparent in regard to other human beings and other body selves. The mystery of sexuality is the mystery of our need to reach out to embrace others, both physically and spiritually. Sexuality is who we are as body selves who experience the emotional, cognitive, physical, and spiritual need for intimate communication, communion, sorry, both human and divine. Readers should keep in mind, this is her talking, meaning Kelly Brown. Readers should keep in mind this comprehensive of this comprehensive understanding of human sexuality as they move through this text. Mm, 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 mm. This is just the introduction, y'all. Like I'm just I've just been giving you guys quotes and whatnot from the introduction. Like this is this is some deep stuff. This is some really really deep stuff. You're gonna hear my children and my husband in the background because they are um, living. Okay, the quote from notes on page 145, James B. Nelson, Embodiment. That's the name of the book. An Approach to Sexuality in Christian Theology. Hmm, 1978. Woo, I got to get my hand on that one. Oh, guys, I got a lot of books I'm going to be reading, y'all. Trust me. I got a lot of books. Oh, Bell Hooks is back here, too. Come on, how could you have a, a book about black people in sexuality and bell hooks not be included in it right i can't wait to get to the part where she's um quoting everything audrey lord is in here look this is a good book okay i'm definitely going to tag this book in the show notes so please be sure to look um if you feel the need to buy it and you want to have a conversation with me about it be my guest this is just the introduction um i am very very excited to deep dive into this more with you guys over the next few weeks i will be reaching out to the author of this book or a like-minded person who i can discuss this book with at the end of my at the end of part three so we can wrap it up together on here i cannot wait to have that um what other house cleaning things I, I need to tell you guys about? Okay, remember, you have to share this episode, like it. Please be sure to comment. Remember, you can email me at aquilapeinado at gmail.com. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram at aquilapeinado. I am working on updating my website. I have been reaching out to my to the one who to the woman who built my website all those years ago when I was doing um, Slate of Clutter officially. And I can't find her. 
So now I'm on the hunt for another website builder because I own the website. I control the website. So I have the domain access and all of that good stuff. I just need someone to change um, a few things on there also and where I can put the podcast too because some people may not want to go to um, Apple where you can find me at Conversations with Akila or Spotify where you can find me um, at Conversations with Akila. They would rather rather prefer to go straight to my website and do it, which is a good thing because I want to be, I also want to build my email list. So, and another thing that I've noticed that is happening as I am, I guess, growing in this field, people are researching me, <laughs> okay? And when they come across that website, I don't think it gives a full representation of who they're researching. So I want to update that. So if you know somebody that knows somebody who's good, um, send them my way so I can research them myself. And so we can get this on and popping because your your girl means it. Your, your, your girl, your girl is not playing. All right. Your girl is, is we're going to, we're about to take this to the road. Okay. Prayfully in Jesus Christ's name. Um, and I really want to be able to present what I'm doing in a professional manner. So whatever help you can give me is greatly appreciated. Again, thank you for listening. This was a hit it and quit it. Thank you for listening. Let me know if you like what you've read, what, what I've read to you so far. Um, be on the lookout for part one. Part one is the roots of black theological science. Yikes deep 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 oh sorry silence the roots of black theological silence that is i'm telling you this thing gets deep okay so be on the lookout be sure to tune in i love you all thank you for listening please be sure to come on back take care goodbye you just finished listening to conversations with akila where i have a lot to say Okay, please be sure to tune in every Friday where you can have a conversation with yours truly. We'll be talking about any and everything. Nothing is off the table. Please remember to share this and like it and comment everywhere podcasts are heard. We are on Apple, we are on Spotify, you name it. Your like, your comment, your share will help this podcast grow grow, grow. I appreciate you. Thank you.